What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number three of the Junkyard Wrestling Podcast. I am James Beatley, your host, and I have a very special guest with me today to talk about some Royal Rumble predictions. Mr. Randall Beatley, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm well. I am well. All right, we got us both up on the screen. So you know more about WWE probably the past couple months than I do. I haven't watched a damn lick of it in about maybe a year. Um, but the Royal Rumble is always a fun time. There's only five matches on the card uh, this week, this tomorrow, um, live in San Antonio, Texas, in the Alamo Dome. Before we break down match by match. What are your first thoughts on this weekend's premium live event? <laughs> um, so first, yeah, uh, there's only five matches on the card. Um, and uh, the only, there's only one outside of the two rumbles that actually matter. Uh, the other two, uh, the whole story surrounding Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss and what's going to go on there. And uh, if I remember your notes correctly, we're going to go over that. So I'll save that hot take for when we go over it. In the meantime, I'm going to try to fix my Twitter logo here. <laughs> try to get it right. All right. Anyway, we're good to go. All righty. Oh, yes. Like you said, we are going to talk about those two matches. Um, but first, I want to start off with probably um, – one of the most intriguing uh, stories, uh, maybe in all of WWE, that is the Bloodline, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens. Um, again, I haven't really followed along with the story the whole time. Um, so I'll start with you on this. You know more about it. Who do you think wins? Do you think we'll see any any uh, inter interference, or or is this just a good clean? title match um i think it'll be be clean i think the the match actually ends in disqualification um that's where i think it's headed i think uh sammy's gonna try to overprove himself to roman by attacking kevin owens leading to roman re retaining the championship um, but in the end, that's going to make Roman even more mad, which I think sets up the turn. Um, where we go from there, we'll discuss later. But I do think Roman theoretically loses while still keeping the championship. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, so... I think you kind of know my picture on the whole Roman Reigns bloodline uh, situation. I'm not the biggest fan of this uh, this faction. I think, quite honestly, outside of Sami Zayn, the whole faction is kind of boring, in my opinion. And I know we have had our fair share of disagreements off the record about Roman Reigns and the bloodline and such. Um, but I am a big Kevin Owens fan. A fan, I think. If this wasn't at this point in the, I guess, the storyline of the bloodline, 
you you think Kevin Owens may have an, an opportunity to actually win the title, but I think it's pretty obvious. Roman keeps it. Um, there has been, I guess, maybe a spoiled uh, premium live event poster where Sami Zayn's on the cover for Elimination Chamber, which I assume would be the next pay-per-view. It um, is, and it's, it's in Montreal, so that's why. So, um, And so, obviously, you it, you can put two and two together. It seems like that's where that story's going. Um, I do think that um, you make a good point. I think Sammy maybe costs Roman the match overall, and maybe that's where that story goes. Again, I don't, I don't have a lot of substance to talk about with this because I haven't watched a lot of the the um, entirety of the the um, the storyline with Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns and all of that. Um, but from what I have seen, that, that seems like where it's going. Um, Before you move forward, we have to address the fact that you just called the bloodline boring and put this on the record. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Because it's the best thing in WWE. It is literally the only story that is a story. It is the... The, it is proper storytelling. I don't the, the I don't know if you remember high school English class. The only thing I took from that I, fuck grammar. I don't know anything about grammar. Never learned it. Don't care about it. The only thing I remember from middle school, high school is how to tell a story. You have you have exposition, rising action, climax, falling action, resolution. We are currently in the falling action, almost resolution point of this storyline. Um, but it's literally the only story that follows that pattern. It makes it easy. Um, Jay Uso deserves an Emmy for his acting and for his, his, his selling of the story. Um, Roman, while maybe Roman's probably the weakest part in terms of promo and ability outside of the ring or outside of just wrestling, but Roman's best part is being that mafia boss that this is essentially a mafia story with a different cultural name to it being tribal chief. Um, so you may find it boring, but I think it's the only thing going on. That's that's appealing to a more uh, casual channel flipping audience where, and that is what sells. That's why everyone's so appealed to it. Or and then Sammy brings in the more hardcore, casual fan base, or excuse me, uh, hardcore IWC fan base, and everyone wants to see Sammy ultimately get the the uh, ultimate prize. So you may find it boring. I think it's just great storytelling. It may be great storytelling, and and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but. There's only one reason I think that you bring Sami Zayn in this story, and it's obvious to the fact that Roman Reigns isn't great on the mic. He's never been great on the oh, mic. He's gotten that's, better that's, over the last couple of years. It's not about mic work, though. <laughs> Roman Reigns has mastered the art of body expression. 95% of speech is, is facial uh, nonverbal communication. And Roman Reigns, I don't know if you remember, I'm sure you've seen the TikTok videos of it, where... 
Sammy and Jay when they were going at it a couple months ago, and Jay Uso says, well, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief says. And Rowan Reigns just gave him that look. Nobody else in wrestling can has mastered the art of nonverbal communication the way Roman Reigns has. So where he lacks at actual speaking, the other part of communicating, the body language, the nonverbal stuff, Roman Reigns has mastered. Maybe so. Um, I think I think what maybe makes the whole story boring is that it's gone on for three years and there hasn't been any change to the story. That's, that No, no. Because what has happened is anytime it looks like it's going to be over. So the way this started was Roman went after Jay. And just when that feud was over, we changed it. And now we added Jimmy. And just when that part is over... Now we added the the that part took forever trying to get the family in line. And then the idea was Romans just going to destroy everything with the help of the bloodline. Then you add in solo at Clash of the Castle. So right when we think it's going to be over at Clash of the Castle with Drew winning, everyone assumed that we add a new member. And then right as that was starting to come to a close, okay, maybe we'll end it. We put in Sami Zayn. Now, I don't think Sami Zayn was planned to go this long. Um, the idea was, I my idea was them and Kevin were going. They were going to try to put him together, but then Kevin either got hurt or had to take a break for some reason, and they dropped him from the plan. So they kept Sami in the storyline, which ultimately has made it better. It's a new story than it was three years ago. So it just continues to evolve. Every time you thought it was going to end, it evolved and got better. It's, it's just like the Fast and the Furious franchise. You tell the same story ten times, and everybody knows the the, the ending. Um, it gets kind of boring. It gets kind of repetitive. But it sells. And sure, that's all that sells. matters. But that's sure. all that matters. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Is, does Roman Reigns put asses in seats? Absolutely, he does. That's all that matters. Uh, I would I would argue to say that Sami Zayn is putting more asses in seats than Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns at this point. But anyway, let's continue to talk about what's going on at Royal Rumble. Uh, we'll talk about Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss. Um, they've done the one thing to Alexa Bliss that I didn't want them to do when they brought back Bray Wyatt, and that was to continue this whole um, thing where she may be part of Bray Wyatt. Maybe she's under his uh, mental games or whatnot. I'm just not a big fan of that. But here's the story where they're going at. Um, who do you think wins this match, Bianca or Alexa? Okay, so so who I think wins and what I would do is two separate things. Um, so I'm going to give you both. So what I would I would do would would be have a have Alexa win the title. That's what I would do. Um, we could figure out the Raw story better. But the reason I would have Bianca lose is because the best story the best match with your biggest stars going into your biggest show of the year in wrestlemania will would be charlotte versus bianca those are your two biggest stars at the current moment and that would be the match we haven't seen it before that i can remember and so i would have bianca lose um they sort of set up this uh who's better than who promo at um raw 30 and so you can have Charlotte the Friday after next Friday basically come out and be like, oh, and Bianca, who's I'm the real queen now. You don't have your title, which then can set up the feud for Charlotte versus Bianca. 
However, I don't think that's what WWE is going to do. Um, the last thing I read was that they're they that was the initial planned match before Charlotte came back, but they scrapped it, which is why she beat Ronda. Um, so what I'm assuming is going to happen is Bianca's going to retain and um, will face the winner of the Royal Rumble. I don't want to spoil my my take on that until we get there. So. Yeah, so I I actually think this is a a DQ finish. Um, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where I I think the the story goes how it has always gone for the last couple weeks now. Alexa has this clean match, then she sees Uncle Howdy or whoever it was again in the in the crowd or the the whatever lightning bug fly looking thing pops up on the screen. And then she goes berserk DQ. Um, I think this match oh, is also it's pretty a, it's predictable. Got a firefly. It's got a firefly, my, my dear sir. Well, okay, firefly. Um, anyway, DQ finish. Um, Bianca retains. I, my biggest gripe with this is you kind of box Alexa Bliss in a hole until uh, you can figure out. What you're doing with the whole Bray Wyatt storyline? Well, when we get there, I got a whole bunch of gripes <laughs> about this. So, um, and so, um, I just Alexa's good as a heel, but she's good as like kind of that Lacey so, Evans storyline. So I'm glad that she has something other than oh, we're just gonna partner you with someone and and not and waste her. But I'm kind of in the same mold as you is. She didn't, this gimmick didn't need to happen. Like, and, and this is sort of my, my feeling with the whole Bray story. I won't give all of my hot take because it's going to be a hot take. Um, but it, I'll, I'll just say this. It feels weird that they're booking Bray Wyatt, um, or at least they were up until about two weeks ago, they were booking Bray Wyatt as the face in the feud where he was the weak, cowardly person to L.A. Knight being the strong, arrogant one. and But at the same time, in the same sort of storyline, Alexa Bliss was the heel. And it, right. it just didn't mesh. So I, I, like, I'll bring this up when we talk about Bray Wyatt, but nothing about this storyline makes fucking sense. Yeah, I don't think uh, when Bray was gone and Alexa was kind of on her own, she kind of held her own. She did pretty good there for a while. I hate the fact that they're bringing it back, but they they need 2017. Was that when she was in her run, like 2017, 2018, where right when she broke it off from Murphy and his other dumb cunt? Well, what's it, Wesley Blake? Um, and I say that with ultimate Australian love that you're a cunt, uh, but <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, when they when she broke off from them and she was. I think she works better as a heel, but she doesn't need the supernatural gimmick to, right. to get over. Right. Um, so, and especially with, we, we don't know what the fuck's going on with Mr. Howdy, uncle Howdy. Is it uncle Harper child? I'm not going to say it, but uh, <laughs> I'll try to refrain. Anyway, if y'all want my full take on this, go watch the slapping meat wrestling podcast. I, I talk about this a lot. So, Yes. Um, yeah, and I agree with you. Uh, Alexa is good as a heel, but uh, her NXT heel work with Blake and Murphy was fantastic. And even moving on to that point, like that run that she had um, right before she feuded or tag teamed with 
Nikki Cross was really good as well. Um, this, this gimmick here kind of doesn't fit, in my opinion, her strengths. But anyway, let's go to the Bray Wyatt uh, LA Knight pitch black match. Um, to me, this was just a way to get Dude, Mountain Dew pitch black match. It's Mountain the Dew. Mountain, Blue, Mountain yeah. Dew pitch black match. And to me, it's just an, a way to get a corporate sponsor uh, to sponsor the show. Um, <laughs> what? Oh, I've I've seen your TikToks on this on this Bray Wyatt story. I'll give you some time. Go ahead and watch. Okay, things. perfect. First off, what the fuck is a pitch black match? Um, it's you said it, it's the corporate way to say lights out, but you still don't explain what the hell this is. Um, I, to my knowledge, we've never done a lights out match in WWE. I've seen it done on like the Indies. Um, and so I'm assuming, and this is where my issue, everyone gives their praise and props to triple H for being the savior of WWE. He's booked f- so well, not really. Because he's, and this is just my opinion, if anyone knows how I view wrestling, I view it from a casual perspective, which doesn't, so casual doesn't mean I watch every now and then. It means that I just, I view it for what it is. It's a drama, it's a TV show, it's scripted. So um, so casual doesn't mean that I, I, I don't watch, it just means that I watch in a different point of view. And so Triple H is not booking towards this casual audience. Um, he's booking to the IWC. He's um, he's booking to the TikTok Wrestle Talk universe. He's booking to, and I say this with the up, utmost love, the the dweebs and nerds that watch AEW. Um, I had to get that diss in, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's he's booking toward, He's booking like Tony Khan. I'm just gonna be completely honest. Uh, like and Is and so, what? Is that a bad thing? Uh, it may be, uh, it, it may be, but, um, and so with that being said, um, he does, he, he, with that, be, what I mean by that is he, he, he comes up with these ideas, but we never get an explanation. It literally would take two minutes to tell me what a pitch black match is. What are the rules? What are the stipulations? I'm assuming it's a lights out match. So my problem is, are the people... If this isn't a cinematic match, which I kind of assume that's what this could be, are the people who just paid anywhere from fifty to three hundred fifty dollars to sit in the Alamo Dome, which I've never personally been to the Alamo Dome, but I've heard of people who have been for wrestling shows, and even when you're sort of in the in the in the mid rows, you still feel like you're miles away from the ring because of the shape of the Alamo Dome. So are these people who just paid a shit ton of money for these wrestling tickets? Are they going to have to sit in in the dark and and watch a match that they can't see, or my or are we going to have this red light effect again, or with it being Mountain Dew pitch black is going to be a purple light? Um, like like what is, or is it going to be cinematic? And if it's cinematic, that means these people who just spend a shit ton of money are going to have to spend twenty because, like I said, five matches. So this is twenty percent of your card. They're going to have to spend watching it on a screen. And so, but that's not my biggest problem. My biggest problem with the Bray Wyatt story is I gave you the chart on how to tell a story. Exposition, rising action, climax, fallen action, resolution. And because it's wrestling, the story never ends. There's always a a next week. The resolution is supposed to basically be resolution straight into the exposition for the next story. 
Well, with Bray Wyatt, it's been, what, five months since he's debuted now? We're still on exposition. I don't know his motivation. I have a thousand more questions than I have answers. So we, we come out, we debut this thing, and we have six characters that debut with Bray Wyatt. No explanation of what those are. Right? And we just act like nothing happens. Right, and then we get these QR codes, and one of them, you you click it, it takes you to an audio clip of a doctor explaining Bray has mental issues, essentially, but no explanation as to to what that is, who the doctor was, uh, no follow up on that, and then we get like the debut of Uncle Howdy, but it's like a silhouetted man in a hat, and we don't see who it is, we we don't get a reveal, we don't know who Uncle Howdy is, we don't understand any of the motive of who Bray Wyatt is, why he does what he does, why he's fighting LA Knight. Um, we don't have any of that understanding. And so now we have 1,800 questions and three answers. And so apparently I'm not patient enough because that's not good enough for me. When I have to do more research on the story than it, than it requires, you're asking your audience to do too much. These should be things that you as writers give to your audience i'm fine with complex stories i'm one of the few in the the casual sort of side of the wrestling fan base that i know of on the internet that's okay with complex stories i don't think you have to make it easy and good versus evil all the time i think you can do good guy versus good guy if you tell me the motivations for example let's say right now seth rollins is a is a is a currently booked as a face of, of raw Cody Rhodes comes back. I'm assuming they're going to either repick up that repick up that feud. How do you do that with two faces? Well, that's easy. They both, they're both of their motivations are we want the, the championship. And that's all that it matters. Just give me like Cody's rebooking these packages. You've given me everything I need to know about Cody Rhodes, who he is, what his motivation is, what he's overcome. And how is he going to accomplish it, right? Now you just got to finish the rest of the story. And they haven't done this with Bray Wyatt. And now I don't know if this is a Triple H decision or the fact that they gave him basically all control over how you run this. And at the end of the day, the IWC loves it. It's it's slow, long-term storytelling. You just got to be patient. My question is, is how long do you wait? How long do you allow the game to play out before you get get anywhere so that's my gripe with it you know you, you don't give me nothing and if you enjoy it that's cool but the problem is that so many people are spinning me saying this as saying i don't like bray wyatt which is completely a lie so um with his interview that he did with beat i think it's bt sports where he basically said that the fiend died in tampa and uh cult leader bray died when brody died basically that he's not bringing that back I'm assuming my understanding of this whole gimmick is everything we're seeing with Uncle Howdy and all the other figures are basically just figments of his imagination, and we're basically just getting a story in, the, in his head, which works in, like, a TV series where you can make that picture, the, the picture, but a live show like this, like, if you don't tell me that, how am I supposed to know that? So that, that's my gripe. You just don't, haven't given me any information on what's going on. And you're making me as the audience member put basically have homework at the end of every episode. 
yeah, I think that's fair. I think whereas when Vince McMahon was in charge, he seemed like he thought the um, the audience was too dumb to get complex storylines. And it seems like maybe Triple H, at least with this storyline, is thinking that the audience is too intelligent or super intelligent enough to get get the whole picture without some sort of verbal clue. I, I can understand that. Um, I don't know if I would say it's impatient and that the storyline's taking too long, um, but I certainly hope that they come to some sort of a resolution at this point with the whole Bray thing um, and either tell us that he's just a, psycholo- a psychotic guy um, or bring out sir, um, these other characters as legitimate characters, the legitimate people, not just figments of Bray's imagination. Um, I, I know, um, so I subscribe to Fightful's Patreon page five dollars a, a month pretty good deal um they did say bo dallas is in san antonio so i'm assuming uncle howdy in some form i think he, bo dallas has been the guy portraying um well it's uncle been howdy. different people because from from my understanding again they don't tell us but it's been different people portraying them with in my in my my opinion on this is either one they just haven't brought brought bo dallas there or two mr howdy isn't an actual character it doesn't matter who it is it's just that figment of his imagination and my fear is and what's really going to piss me off is if the wrestlemania match with bray wyatt is bray wyatt versus bray wyatt in some form i have a feeling we're going to do bray wyatt wrestles himself which will really irritate the iwc will eat that up all day because well, I don't know if they'll eat it up. I, I remember when Ethan Page left Impact Wrestling and he fought himself and ripped his heart out. Um, and the bro, IWC don't, don't talk about Impact, they'd be killing people <laughs> for no reason. Eric Young just died for no fucking reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, yeah, I don't know if they'll eat that up. Um, I'm so I again, I don't know. Is this a cinematic match? Is Bray Wyatt if it's Bray Wyatt versus Bray Wyatt? Obviously, it has to have some sort of cinematography aspect behind it because he physically can't fight well, himself. Well, you could you could have Mr. Howdy wrestle him, right? So I that's guess, what yeah. I'm ass- I'm assuming that's what's going to happen. But essentially, but, if that is just his imagination, it's essentially Bray Wyatt versus Bray Wyatt, right? So. Um, yeah, so I agree. I I wish it, they would tell us a little bit about what this pitch black matches uh is it cinema cinematography is this a legitimate like live match or are we going to have to sit and watch bray wyatt and john cena from wrestlemania what was that a couple years ago the covid year um all over again um that was at least that was entertaining though the, my, my problem with this match also is that you take someone like la knight who right right he debuts and he does he comes in as Max Dupree right. to the roster. That flops. They bring in Maxine Dupree to, to replace him. They bring him back as LA Knight. And then his first feud back with this new momentum is against Bray Wyatt. And this is nothing against Bray Wyatt. Right. But he's protected. It's just like with the Karrion Cross situation that's going on. His first feud coming back is against, or his first two feuds are against the most protected superstars on the roster. Right. And Drew McIntyre and Rey Mysterio. 
So you you do, you do no benefit to these guys that you're trying to build if you're going to put them against people that can't lose. Yeah, and I kind of see Bray as, I guess, WWE's version of like Hangman Page, where the story leading up to the big event is good, but once he gets to the don't disrespect Bray that way. <laughs> Adam Page is a legit a legit star in the making. If you okay. if you just give him <laughs> give okay. him some time. But yeah, no, but like like when Hangman was striving for the title, he his promos, his story was good. But once he got the title, he just kind of didn't know what to do with the title. Same thing with Bray. That whole lead up to Bray debuting, I thought they did a very good job with that. But it seemed like ever since he has debuted, it's just kind of been stale and stagnant, and there really hasn't been anything going on there. I honestly don't know if this is like a legitimate match, if anybody's actually going to win or not. Um, we haven't talked about that. Does Bray win or does Bray LA has to win? win? Bray has to win for two reasons. Unless you're right, and this is sort of one of those things where like it sort of just ends. Like it could be one of those things for like LA Knight, because the rumor that I've heard is that LA Knight could be Huskis, right? The pig. Which though, if that's the thing, you can sort of like brainwash him, sort of like remove him from the arena, have him like die, and then he can come back as Huskis. I guess that's fine. Makes no sense to me, but nothing about this fucking story makes sense. Um, right. But but right. if this is an actual match, Bray has to win, or else you just did an entire segment on Monday where The Undertaker passed the torch to you. Now it's eight years too fucking late, but you just got the torch patched to you by The Undertaker. You fucking right. ruin all of that momentum of Bray Wyatt loses. Right, but I feel at the same time, LA Knight, he, that promo on Monday, he, he has glimpses of where, like, if he could use his talent. And I've watched LA Knight since he was in Impact as, um, yeah, as, as Eli Drake. Yeah. Eli Drake. Dude's probably and, the best person right. on, in WWE on the mic. Um, to me, that like his whole thing with he does with the crowd, it it reminds me of like a toned down PG version of Stone Cold, um, right. and so he loses. What happens next with him? And that that's just well, that's that's my point. Is you put him against probably the third most protected person on the roster. I would say McIntyre, Roman, Mysterio's kind of protected. You can beat him, but you're not going to win a feud against him. Um, right. And then I would say Bray Wyatt is in the, the top five most protected people on the roster because, you, you, especially with Triple H at the helm, and so you, you do no benefit to neither of these right. competitors putting them together, especially if you want to build LA Knight. So I just, again, and, and it's easy. If you just tell me the reason Bray Wyatt attacked LA Knight, it makes sense. You can build a story out of that. So that's understandable. Yeah, totally, totally understandable there. Um, let's get going to the two um, Royal Rumble matches. We'll start with the women. I think as of tonight, they announced four more women that are going to be in the Royal Rumble, um, which brings us to, I think, 11 yeah. Guaranteed people that are going to be Who are in. Who before they announced? Because I don't remember. Uh, Lacey's so going to be in there. Lacey, Bailey, Dakota, and Io were announced okay, tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Along with Emma, Zelina, Shayna Baszler, Raquel, Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, and Liv Morgan. 
So that leaves more than half of yes. the slots available. I guess so, I got I got two questions. You can answer them in okay. however format you want. Are we are we obviously we're going to see some former legends make their debut? Is there anyone that maybe is off the radar that you're thinking make make a debut? And then secondly, who do you think overall wins? Okay, so when you say surprise, because when I what do you what exactly what's your definition? Because to me, a surprise is anyone not mentioned. Anyone not previously announced before the event? So, so I'm thinking. So I'm thinking like, um, kind of in that way, but maybe like NXT call up or a, okay, okay. not so, and, uh, uh, someone that's not in the company that has signed with the company that comes in. So um, first off, Chelsea Green 100% coming, and because Chelsea, if if the story goes the way I think it's going to go, Toxic Attraction will also be on here, which irritates me. Because if they could have just flipped this week and next week, uh, and Toxic Attraction loses at Vengeance Day, like I 100% know they will, you could have made this an official call-up for Toxic Attraction. I think Chelsea Green takes Mandy Rose's spot, um, which is is crazy. Because Mandy, you could have had it if you did what Chelsea did and just deleted the extra shit. But I get it. I get your $5 million is great. But uh, a month. Um, But... In terms of that, someone off the radar, I now I'm not a hundred percent sold on this, but I think Naomi may come back. Um, Naomi um, will probably get someone like a Molly Holly, some of the trainers in. I don't really know anyone else other than Toxic Attraction from NXT that is ready for this type of call up. Uh, maybe Indy Hartwell, maybe Cora Jade, but those are the only two. That I can think of, I would I would say Nikita, but she just tore ACL. So, um, the the NXT Performance Center uh, uh, parking lot strikes again. Um, <laughs> if you don't get the joke, essentially, anytime someone gets hurt, they get taken out on TV and written off in the parking lot. Um, but uh, yeah, so overall, my winner, I think this is the easiest one to predict a winner. It's Rhea. It's Rhea all day. Unless they go my train of thought on what I would do, I this, this is where I finish the Alexa Bliss story. Alexa should win the title, and Bianca wins the Royal Rumble, and that's the easiest way to set up Bianca versus Charlotte at Mania. But I think it's going to be Rhea, and I think we'll get Rhea versus Bianca um, if they go the way this, it looks like it's going to go. I think Rhea Ripley is the only woman on the roster right now that needs this push. Um, please to the good Lord Jesus, don't have it be Bailey or Becky. No disrespect to them, but I'm tired of them getting the push. The only other thing I could see them happening is they continue the storyline of Liv Morgan saying she's going to enter at number one, which it's not official if she will or not, but her idea was I want to start at one and I'm going to win the whole thing. So they may do that and give us like another Rey Mysterio underdog story. Um, But ultimately, I think it's going to be Rhea Ripley. I think that might be the consensus that I've seen on social media is that is Rhea. So in terms of kind of um, surprises or people that may take spots, I think we'll see um, we'll see a couple legends. I think the Bellas they were kind of upset that they weren't really pushed on Raw 30. I think they were like advertised 
to be at Raw 30, but uh, they, they were, but they also had media day. Like they added a media day for Nikki Bella show. They were in New York. I don't know. I mean, they were more so complaining that no women were shown and, and, and I'm not going to give my opinion here. I've already given my opinion. <laughs> um, you can go back to Monday's episode on my podcast to listen to that. I think it's a bunch of crybabying for no fucking reason, but um, we'll just leave it at that here. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think we'll see the Bellas. If NX, if uh, WWE does what they've done in kind of years past, I think we'll see. Um, uh, God dang, what's the NXT women's title name? Uh, Roxanne. Roxanne Perez. Perez yeah. I think she'll make it to her. Not necessarily call up, but she'll she'll have a three minute spot so they can promote NXT Vengeance Day or something. Um, right. Uh, and then. I think we'll see Chelsea Green probably will make it um, make it in there. I think I know she was doing some main event um, under some other name, but Kylie Kaylee Ray Kylie Ray I can't remember. Alba Fire, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what's the other lady um, that quit because she had a mental breakdown that was doing some work with at main Kylie event? Kylie Ray, Kaylee Kylie Ray, Ray. yeah. Um, she she was, actually did not get signed. Oh, well, from then. her tryout, so. From what I understand, but now maybe they're just not. I've always believed that, especially now with McMahon sort of back at the helm, that anything that is told to the dirt sheets, McMahon is purposely telling his people that deal with the dirt sheets to lie to them. That's what I would do. So um, anything the dirt sheets say, especially if its name is Dave and rhymes with Zeltzer. Um, uh, How many times is this fucker going to be wrong in the last six months and we still believe a word that comes out of his his, uh, trashed apartment-ass house? All right, Bischoff, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) No, but here's here's my winner. I don't believe it's Rhea. There's just no way that I think – I mean, it makes sense. She's probably the most over woman on the roster. Um, But you take a look at the title scene. Charlotte's there as the title. We we come in with the assumption that Bianca's going to retain most likely. As much as we're all going to hate it, I think Ronda Rousey wins. No, I don't think she'll be there. <sighs> Maybe, but like that's just my gut feeling. Because listen to me, listen to me. What what and it, this makes sense because but she won last year, um, and nothing came of it, um. Because she lost to Charlotte at Mania. Um, but I just don't see that happening, personally. Because what I feel they're going to do is have Ronda and Shayna, and this is something I should do, and it seems a lot more that they're going to do it. They're going after the tag champions. And that would be fucking great. Because Ronda is a 1,000% better and more comfortable when she's working with, with Shayna. Um, so I... And they could be dominant. They could have this year-long tag run while you build your tag division back up. Um, and so in six months when 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 the Monet is running dry because no one wants to pay you, you can come on back and, and enter this tag division again, and it's actually going to be uh, built up. You'll have Toxic Attraction um, and, and some other good tag teams up there. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, my gut feeling right now is it's either going to be Ronda or um, Becky 
one of the two. And I know everybody don't want Becky. I know I saw some stuff about people complaining about Becky Lynch's annoying voice or something this week. So it's not even are... about her voice. It's about the fact that Becky Lynch and Charlotte have fought like three years in a row at WrestleMania. And what they do, and I get it, because for the most part, the women's division only has like four headline c- competitors. But what, what they've been doing is they've been recycling. So, like, if one year Becky verse, versus Charlotte and then Sasha would face Bailey or Ronda would face Bailey, then they would just mix the two up, the two matches up, and and it, it just gets boring. And you have stars. The only other person I could see winning other than Rhea would be Raquel. Um, but I personally don't think her and Charlotte – I could see it if it's Charlotte versus Raquel. I can't see it if Raquel has to go to Raw and 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 right. go against someone else. So we'll that's, see. That's fair. That's fair. Um, let's go to the men's Royal Rumble. I think 19 slots have been confirmed, with three being confirmed tonight. Those three being Xavier Woods, The Miz. And everyone's favorite, Brock Lesnar, being added to. You forgot about Kofi. Oh, no, Kofi was the first one to do it. So, yeah, Kofi uh, announced on yeah. December 2nd. Yeah. <laughs> a whole two months. Jesus. Before... <laughs> um, but we also have <laughs> Kofi there, Dominic Carrion, Braun, Seamus Drew, Omos, Cody Rhodes, Gunther, Ray, Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, Austin Theory, Ricochet, Santos Escobar, all announced. Not many, not as many slots available for surprises, but the same question. Well, the same question. But let me ask this first question just to get it out of the way, and then we'll go in our big our surprises and our winner. Does Dwayne show up? Yes. I'm a thousand per- – I don't give two fucks what Seltzer Water has to say. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't care if if The Rock said that he's not in ring shape. Motherfucker, you can lose some of that steroid fucking mash you put on there to get in ring shape in two months. This, to me, makes so much sense for him to show up here. The XFL is getting ready to start. There's a team now in San Antonio. He could literally just wear a San Antonio Brahma's T-shirt to the ring. If he if he does show up, he will be number thirty, and he's going to win. Um, and 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 so I say I say this because I think everyone assumed Cody Rhodes would come back, but I don't think anyone assumed that they would announce it. And so the fact right. that they gave away that secret to me tells me that they have some other secret lined up that's bigger than Cody Rhodes as a surprise. Right. No, I'm sorry. We're about to go over a list of people we think are going to be surprises. None of them are bigger than Cody Rhodes, in my opinion. That's fair. Um, and so you, if The Rock doesn't show up, it wouldn't hurt the story because I think they have a contingency. Right. Which is the Sami Zayn part of the story. But... I think The Rock is there in some way, shape, or form. Is he going to be in the Rumble match? I don't know. I've heard rumors or, or other people talking that maybe he just comes in during the Owens and Reigns match, which I would personally personally like better okay. um, just for him to get involved in that match um, and then not take a spot in the Rumble. Um, but 
yeah, Rock will be there in some way, shape, or form. There's no way he doesn't show up. That's fair. That's fair. So then, outside of him, well, who are some other people that you could see? Well, I was going to say Brock Lesnar, but that fucker came out tonight. Uh, <laughs> um, so Nick Aldis is one, which leads me. She, he's married. To, he's the one married to Mickey, right? Mickey James? I believe yes. Um, so she will probably be here as well. No, because she's knockouts champion now, isn't she? She is, yeah. Okay, so f- never mind. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, Nick Aldis will probably show up. Um, coinciding with uh, Chelsea Green, Cardona shows up. Now, if he's Cardona or Zack Ryder, I have no fucking idea. Now, I don't know about Cardona, because now he's starting a feud with Joe Hendry on Impact. So, I don't know. Okay. Um <laughs> Well, if you want to continue on that shitty show on Thursdays that no one can watch, that's fine with me. Um, but um, I hate to break it to you, but they announced John Cena as the cover artist. I don't think he he may be in the match. Don't know. Don't care. There's another guy that they announced too as part of the, of this game. He's definitely going to be in this match. That guy is uh, Bad Bunny. Okay. In Texas. I mean, that doesn't mean nothing. He's a different type of Hispanic. But, uh, <laughs> um, <Okay>. but uh, <laughs> Bad Bunny, uh, Logan Paul, um, Jake Paul. Um, I think John Cena will be a part of the match. I think um, Paul, Pat McAfee. Um, and my hope and wish is we get one of the two former wrestling announcers, or both, Corey Graves or Bad News Barrett, uh, in this match. Uh, maybe a Michael Cole sighting. King is available. Uh, King just wrestled last weekend, so uh, I'm sure he. I'm sure he's got a, a match left in him. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you took mine. I was going to go Pat McAfee. Um, I could see a couple new Japan guys, Jay White. I, yes, yes. Jay White. Is it Hikolo? Is that how you pronounce it? Hikuleo. Okay. Uh, now, I think Hikuleo is still under contract. Meltzer had said a while back, that Jay White was under contract for two more years, but then that was quickly like disproved that he's basically yeah because his opinions agent. about as about as good his opinions about as good as seltzer water. So, <laughs> um, um, so I think Jay White could be there. Um, I just I don't know of any other. Yeah, there's a this match is harder to think of actual surprises because one, like you said, there's not enough spots. And two, there's really no big surprise. Now, I do think some legends will show up. Now, it would make a little bit of sense with Baron Corbin being in the match. JBL. JBL goes in. Um, someone like the Godfather or the Boogeyman, who always, some for some godforsaken reason, thinks that they can get a one last pop at the Royal Rumble, will probably show up. Um, but overall... Dusty Rope, no. Who's your winner? Um, okay, so if The Rock shows up, it's him. If it's not The Rock, I don't know. 
<laughs> I'm I'm conflicted because part of me wants to go Sami Zayn, part of me wants to go Cody Rhodes. I think I, what I think will happen is if they go the Sami Zayn route, um, good route to go, probably the most logical way to go. They're pushing back Cody Rhodes push. He'll win Money in the Bank in London. Okay. However, if they go the Cody Rhodes route which I think, again, another good choice. It's not, nothing wrong with this. That tells me that Roman's fighting two matches at WrestleMania. Um, and so the way I would do this is I would have – this would just make more fanfare. This is better fan play with the fan base, is have Cody win the, uh, the, the Royal Rumble, go up to the Elimination Chamber. The Usos can't be there because, you know, they can't drive sober. Um and uh, they just have Polynesian blood, so unlike Jeff Hardy, they're 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 safe. Um, um, yeah. Anyway, How we're still alive. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, so so um, Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble. You go up to Montreal, make the Elimination Chamber. Roman Reigns isn't going to Elimination. I'm sorry. If, if history tells it's a meaningless pay per view, Roman Reigns ain't going to be there. Have the Elimination Chamber match be a number one contender match and have Sami Zayn win. And night one, you have uh, the problem with that though is Cody's going to have to lose his match then. So that's where my storyline sort of gets conflicted unless they make it a triple threat. Right. Um, and so, um, that's why I think it's just the easier way to, to, to have Sammy win the Rumble, have Roman versus Sammy. That's why I think Dwayne will be there, actually, is Dwayne will win the Rumble. Night one, Roman versus Rock. Night two, Roman versus Sammy. And Sammy ends Royal Rumble, WrestleMania excuse me, as champion. I think that's, that's fair. I, I think this is difficult to pick a winner because we're – we're, we're kind of, we, we don't know if Roman's going to defend one match for both belts or two matches right. with one belt a peeps. I, I think Cody is like the odds on favorite. Like everyone just kind of assumes it's Cody. Sammy is a good pick as well. Um, I just have this feeling and I, and I, I said this when we talked about, um, our 2022 year in predictions that this is Seth Rollins's year. God damn it. I don't know how you work that though, to have him win the Royal rumble, but I feel like he does get a title picture at some point. And I feel like that's maybe Cody wins. And then Seth is his first opponent. Once Cody wins the belt, I don't know how that works. Um, but you have to have match three to end that, that trilogy of, of, Cody versus Seth. You don't. You don't have to have it. Uh, stories are so stories are just better told in threes. Um, or tens if you're fast and furious. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I think Cody is like everyone is assuming it, but the fact that they spoiled his return makes me think he isn't going to win. Um, so my idea is they are going to actually finish the story, but I think it's Seth Rollins who eliminates him. Um. That immediately turns Rollins heel. Rollins works so much better as the heel that we love. He's he's better as the Joker. Right. Um, and so the best way to do that is real easy. Throw out the biggest baby face in the company. 
um, especially on his return. Um, it, the story sells itself. You get one final match at Mania, right? And you're good. Like I said, that's where I think they're going. I think Sammy actually wins it, um, and then Cody's going to start his ascension to the top at Money in the Bank. Okay, that that makes a little bit of sense. Um, we've gone and then, almost- and then, and then like you, I do think Seth and Cody will actually pick up again. This is going to be sort of like the rock Austin of our generation kind of in that I think Cody's going to win the title and Seth is going to be the jealous heel. Now that every time I, tr- I get close to it, you get in my, get in my way type storyline. And then we'll have one more final match. Um, my problem is, is I just can't see Seth Rollins losing four matches in a row to Cody. So I don't know where that Cody doesn't have to have a, a year long run either. He just really needs like a three month reign and to please the IWC and then we'll wash it the fuck <laughs> Um a couple more people I think we'll probably see, possibly. We'll see Dolph Ziggler come back, have his three minutes, get speared. Come back. Get... He just got he got the shit beat out of him the other week. He's been here. <laughs> um he'll make his Royal Rumble appearance where he gets speared by somebody, but they don't show it on camera because the camera don't catch him. Um Edge, I think, comes back. Oh, I meant to mention this at the when the women segment. The reason I don't think Rio wins is we're gonna get a return of Beth don't, Phoenix. Don't don't do this. Don't fucking do this to me. We don't fucking need that match. We're gonna bring Beth, Beth is Phoenix. dead. She died. She got hit with a chair. Beth Phoenix is coming back and is going to eliminate Rhea Ripley. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, but I think Edge could come back. I, I don't know. We've been talking about <laughs> Royal Rumble for about an hour now. Any last thoughts before we get off the air? Uh, no. Anything you want to plug? Oh, yeah. Um, You can come in, uh, as you can see here on the screen, if you're watching the video, if it's, I don't know if he's putting up audio or not. Um, I'm assuming he will, but uh, my Twitter and my TikTok is at we2deep413. That's W-E-T-O-O-D-E-E-P-413. Again, that is W-O, excuse me, W-E-T-O-O-D-E-E-P-413. Um, that's where I post some of my content there. Again, the podcast name is the slapping meat wrestling podcast. A uh, great name. I know, uh, I came up with it, uh, partially myself, but, uh, um, I basically, I'm, I talk my wrestling for casual fans by a casual fan. Um, it's, it's, uh, we actually just started doing a daily show where every, so Monday's, we review Raw. Tuesdays, we review NXT. Wednesdays, it's what I call Wrestle News Wednesday. We go over the news for the past seven days. Thursday, I'm off. And Friday, we review SmackDown. So uh, I'll, if you want to watch, go ahead and, and – or not watch, listen. It's on all audio formats. A- Apple, Spotify, Amazon. It's on Pandora. It's on iHeartRadio. It's on a, an app called TuneIn. Don't know what the fuck it is. It's kind of stupid. You have to pay to use it, so I don't recommend using that one. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that's that's the podcast. And again, that's W E T O O D E E P four one three. All right. You don't review AEW Dynamite on Wednesdays. I'm sorry, but I I don't watch shit. Uh, they got over a million this week. 
I mean, yeah, when you when when you do a, a match everyone's been waiting for, of course, uh, you could expect it because even the fans that don't watch tuned in just to watch the tribute match. So do it again <laughs> next week, and then maybe it'll be a, it'll start a trend. Well, anyway, I am James Beatley. You can call me Junkyard Jimmy, Junkyard James. I don't give a shit what you call me. Uh, just tune into my podcast. Um, I'm, I'm starting to figure out a schedule to make this a more uh, consistent thing. This is episode number three for audio. This is going to go up on YouTube. It's the first episode to go up on a YouTube. It's the first two episodes I just didn't feel like recording in video format. Um, but this will go on the uh, audio channels on Spotify and on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I don't think there's on anything else. I don't. I don't take the time to set up all these um, distribution channels. So it's, it's very few channels that you can listen to it on. Um, I recommend Spotify or Apple. They're the best. Um, or the RSS feed that it, it hooks up to. But anyway, this has been episode three of the Junkyard Wrestling Podcast on the Junkyard Media Group YouTube page. I hope you all have enjoyed us talking about the Royal Rumble. We'll see what what happens on tomorrow night. I think it starts at 8 o'clock. Um, and uh, we'll see. We'll see if Dwayne shows up. I think that's the only reason I'm really tuning in to see if Dwayne shows up. But anyway, we'll talk to you all next time here on the Junkyard Wrestling Podcast.